0: so that God Almighty perpetually has been rebuking ignorance in the house. Can I explain this? We saw very clearly because the church, the church is the enlightened. You are the one supposed to go out and enlighten them. How then can you be ignorant? Ah, now you understand, right? So that's why he said, no, 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 he does not want you to be ignorant. Because we live in a world, I, I know with due respect, Professor, and many professors are here. Professor Ambula is here, Professor uh, Okachi are here. These are now principals, uh, vice chancellors of uh, city campuses and so forth. But please, just allow me to say what I want to say. He's saying the most enlightened in this world are not the professors, no. He's saying it's the Christian believer, my Lord. He's saying it is you that has received the light of Christ. That your heart has been illuminated by the gospel. It is you supposed to go out and bring the light. You are the one who is enlightened. Uh, Again, I say with due respect the professors in the house, please. I I honor you very much, really. Believe you me, I do. Uh, Ambula and everybody. And uh, (laughs) Vitalis. I I do. And the doctors in the house. But listen to this now. I'm simply saying what he says, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him according to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, is using the word we, we, we in the first century church, that is unbelievable, they were waiting for rapture in the first century church that is such an indictment to this generation right, do you remember the sermon, three weeks preached to them after which they went and gave out their homes as gifts yeah and went to the field to wait for jesus until at one point again the lord had to send people to tell them no no you need to work a little bit you need to start working yes you waiting is okay that's very good what you're doing center it but please you need to work how much more should this generation be giving up their homes at this hour when on the tv screens what you see really tells you the messiah is coming Hallelujah. And so, he says here, this this was a very big thing. There there are big things he's saying there. Let me just get this to you because we're going to handle everything. Thank you so much. Where is he? he? No, tell him just to come. It's not a big deal. Yeah, just someone, tell the truth to put on a mask and come. Not just one person is sufficient. So, now look at this. Everybody focus on me. This is exactly what we did. Because my time is running, I need to run. This is what we did. Look at this now. He's saying, when you just read that scripture, what are the things that hit you? Oh yes. So number one, as far as we have read, up to the verse 15, the first thing you see there is rebuking ignorance, which means uh, uh, to be uninformed, to be unenlightened an and so forth in the church. And I know, yesterday, you know, people say, oh, that church really, how could they be ignorant about? Key matters, key matters. The death and resurrection of Jesus, and now it relates to us. The only hope we have as Christians, the only difference between us and everybody out there is that for us, our God, He died and resurrected and defeated death. <laughs> so how do you have pastors? Join Hindus and Muslims and what they say interfaith, what in Kenya Nairobi here? How? How? When their gods are not resurrected, who will show who lied now? But look at this now, listen to this now. And so, we saw that that ignorance, as you may try to laugh at the church in Thessaloniki, you say, oh, how could they do that? Okay. And what they're ignorant about is the very foundation of our faith. The death and resurrection of Christ and the death and resurrection of the believer. In other words, the fate of the soul. Aye, 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 aye. That is serious now. Just focus here now. This is now becoming very serious. Let me say the following things. Then I said, Okay. Since God has raised the matter of ignorance, right? You could say they are so terrible. That's really terrible there in that state, right? But let me now ask you one thing. We turned it around. Said for a moment, can we also examine we based on this because scripture is there for instruction? Yeah, so can we look at the present day church? Oh, no, please don't. No. What we saw yesterday was unbelievable. Horror, but on that matter, on this matter of ignorance, if you look at the present day church, then you are shocked. Why are you shocked? Because that church they were trembling and they were ignorant of the rapture the in, the in their ignorance it was about fearing that they might miss the rapture fearing that they might might miss the rapture now look at this now but in this age my lord <laughs> when we now examine the church put it right into a telescope or a microscope then we realize that the ignorance of the church in this generation is unbelievable number one they are totally ignorant of the lord god almighty jehovah himself how can you worship him if you don't know him to the extent that when i was calling him live on radio that he should come in his cloud and visit this age they were saying no what is that we are not in the dispensation of the law Oi! They think They think they are different. That's why they don't want to read about the Old Testament and the judgments of God there. No! He's saying that God is the same God. He judges sin. That is what we found out. We found out, thank you for increasing my volume on watch, we found out that this generation, this generation first of all, are ignorant of who Yahweh is. Oh, no wonder the poor worship. No wonder women enter in the church, short mini short what? You know, they don't seem to understand. Even just the fear of God. No wonder they can give false prophecy and tell them bring money to the feet of the so-called apostles means you don't fear God. You are joking. You don't know God. The Lord is not a joke. And they keep saying, oh, you see we're in the dispensation of the grace. Don't worry everything goes. How? Does the grace make God less holier? But that is what they're teaching now. That's why there's so much sin, they allow people just to be as they are. The young men on the Friday occasions condoms are being picked up to there on Saturdays, what well, they're just allowed to do what they want. They are ignorant of God and the holiness of God. That is serious, blessed people. And we saw that in greater extent yesterday, right? The day before and yesterday. But I'm just touching base so that we can move for our big thing tonight. And so, the thing that first, first hits you there is the ignorance God is rebuking. And if you look at the president's church, it is amazing. They are even ignorant of the prophetic timelines that the Bible lays out. They are ignorant of the fact that the Messiah is coming. Even if he's glaring in their news, they should have known, right? But they are ignorant. That's why they're not preparing the sheep. Because by this time, if you look at the church of Christ, in the streets, you can tell, aha, Wow, that is the glorious garment. Huh? Wow, wow, wow. The, the, that is the bride. It should be obvious now. It should be obvious. But instead, you find, <laughs> listen to this now. When I've made the decree from here, and I said, now let the creepers get up and walk. And the Muslims now have found out they tune in radio. The Muslims tune in. And their creepers, Mohammed Juma. Mohammed Juma gets up and walks away that's why look now that's why they look, look look Look. focus on me for a moment that's why and then another decree and then the blind eye. so but just focus on me for a moment that's why they asked for buses their bishop is here of mombasa they asked for buses can you send us buses we want to go to church because 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 their creeper stood up and walked at one degree from nairobi Look at this now and when they come to the church first of all before they come their women are already dressing holy already before they come already they are dressing long you can't even see their feet you saw recently when they brought the creepers in the thanksgiving ceremony here the Muslims. Remember my daughter, the Muslims now came when finally they have joined us. They have now received Christ, been baptized. They brought the creepers now before the Lord here. Remember recently? Do you remember that when I'm, even the way they were dressed, even covered up to the hair, they only lift the face and the dress is long. Do you remember that when I was talking to them, this is me talking and they're like this, cannot even face me eye contact. My Lord, and yet in the church, the girls are manga, manga, howdy. They are looking for your eye by force. Hey! And the cloud of God has covered me a central park on your screen. They are searching for your eyes by force. My Lord. My Lord. Umanga in Swahili. You remember when they brought the creepers that have worked in the Islamic community here. They cannot face me. I'm trying to talk to them. They, they were looking away. They say, y- yeah, yeah, y- yes. Y- even, even my daughter, Dilma, whose eyes opened, remember, cannot face me. She, she just looks away and says, yes, I'm doing well. Yes, Nikosawa, Yesu. Whatever. Cannot even face, my Lord. <laughs> and then when they came to the church, The buses went. They said, send us buses. They said, Mwangazahu. You know, they're very powerful. They said, Mwangazahu. The community, in this community. Then they said, please send us buses. So they came to church. Before they entered church, sit down for a moment. Can you just stop confusing the meeting? Can you get up and move wherever you want to move? Without confusing the meeting, I don't have time. I just want people to focus on what I'm saying. So listen to this now. Now everybody, focus on me, 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 here, me, I'm here. So now, he's saying, when they came to church, do you remember what they said? That no, this house belongs to the holiest God who has sent his, wait, wait a moment, who has sent his holiest prophets to do such a holy thing in our community. So we, we don't want to enter can, can you allow us to first remove our shoes, my Lord? At the door of the church. Aye! Benhams, where are you? Yes, sit here next to the professor. There is room here that will move for you here. Even next to JJ here. Okay, I'm, t- I'm tired of arranging Kenyans. Because the nation's attended. So listen to this now. Listen very well, blessed people. He's saying... That when he rebuked the church in Thessaloniki or Thessalonia on ignorance, oh at least for them they were ignorant in panic, in panic about not wanting to miss the rapture. But in this age, the ignorance is number one, ignorance on God. They don't know God, they don't they, they don't seem to understand who God is. They think the Lord is a brother, you walk in, and you know, because the grace came, God accepts sin, whatever. Hey! They are pocketing there walking by the pulpits pocketing. And they accept sin, they don't rebuke sin, they don't help the sheep. They don't understand the holiness requirements of God. Oh, that is a tragedy. They don't seem, they are ignorant also about salvation. First of all, the price of salvation, the cost. And they say, no, I don't want to read the Old Testament because there's too much judgment. Hey, but the same God (laughs) is the one who is here. And he judges sin. Remember when I preached the eternal gospel? You saw that he judges sin. He judges sin. He judged it before. He's coming to judge it even in the tribulation. In this age, I have judged the nations. Remember how I went to Haiti and struck them? with massive earthquake, I went to Chile and struck them, and struck Nepal. I went to Philippines. I told them, because I've entered here, and my feet have stepped here, an earthquake must now happen. Why? Because they are worshipping like a small nino, baby Nino, A small baby Jesus. A small idol. And they're doing drums and they're dancing. And then I saw the sacrifice also that takes place on the chocolate mountain. They say, I see hills, hills. I'm going to strike them open. With earthquake. You saw what happened. When the the mountains were sliced into half. On that day. They don't see in this age, I have judged the unrepentant nations. So the God we serve, he judges sin. When he brought the grace, does not mean now he is not holy. No. Not at all. He's very holy. So that ignorance we saw that is all over. Then the next thing that hit you there, is that he celebrates the death and resurrection of jesus there he said why are you panicking about the rapture why are you panicking that your loved ones may not take benefit from the rapture may not be in the grand reunion of rapture it's right there with you the death and resurrection of christ is everything the biggest promise you can ever get it is the greatest thing it is the, the, the heaven you have the the sacrificial living you have, the salvation you have, the gospel you have, it is everything you have. It is what makes you a Christian. Death and resurrection. We saw that, right? And that's why I just want to finish this so we can get started here. So the things that strike you, let me just read through so that we see the things that strike you. Very serious. Blessed people, I touch base with you. But it was very big when you saw that now the death and resurrection of Christ is what actually promised you a glorious body. It also, he talks about hope. He takes death and he combines with what? He combines death together with, with hope. And so look at this now. He says, uh, verse, uh, v- verse, verse 16 now, we're together there. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 16, he says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. Remember, I have heard how that trumpet will sound, right? Are we together? I have sounded this in every country from New Zealand to Canada to Zuea to to Chile, what? Brazil, Europe, Finland, wherever. Sweden, everywhere I've gone, UK, I have sounded this trumpet. I have heard how the trumpet will sound. My Lord. And I've heard the voice of the Archangel. Look. The Lord is about to appear in the sky. I have announced in fact I think even I've published it in the web somewhere, some many years back, right? And so it says, For the Lord Himself will come down on that day. He will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. So he's answering them, telling them, No, don't worry about the dead, they will benefit from the rapture first before you. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to verse 17. After that, we are still alive and are left to be caught up together with them, to meet, to together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. We saw that in that scripture that lays out the cascade, the rollout of the rapture of the church, there is tremendous promise there. But I also said the things that first hit you, that first hit your face when you read this. I, I, I raised that. I raised that for all of you, right? And I want to re- just revisit a bit so that we're on the same page because I know we are now digging deep, right? We are now on verses thirteen and fourteen. We'll get there, don't worry. But I just want to do that highlight again here. That is serious, blessed people, because you see. First of all, if it's so great, you ask, when, will then, when then will this happen? I want it. Then it says, the imminency of his return. It will be at a day and an hour that nobody expects. Oh, that is very shocking. Right? Look at this now. So the first thing that hits you is the imminency of Christ's return. The fact that that beautiful day, look, look at me again, focus on me now. The Lord Almighty He made a bold move. He stepped forward before man. And he said what is almost unthinkable, right? He said that a day is coming when real people with real names who live in real particular places, whom you know even their faces, that on that day, he will come from heaven and he will take them up and they will be glorified and they will fly over the clouds like this and go up there my lord that is serious that is what is promising that a day would come when real people you you why you I talk about people when you real people would fly above the clouds here to stand in the air and meet the lord in the air and enter with him if he was why are you people going where he said no we have mansions waiting for us up there it's almost unthinkable it's almost unbelievable. He's saying that if you were mistaken, you may fail to believe that. But I turned it around and I said, but anyhow, if you look at Bible prophecy, there are prophecies, the Bible prophecies, that when you read at prima facie, face value, you always almost did not believe this thing can work can happen. For example, When he promised Abraham, (laughs) you know Abraham is finished, right? He's too old already. His wife Sarah is old. And he said, the Messiah shall come from here. That through you, if you get Genesis 12 verse 3 now, if you get 1 and 3, 3 says, and through you the nations will be blessed. Meaning the Gentiles, you people sitting, "Ah!" that you people would sit here because of that. (laughs) Nobody would believe that. Nobody would believe that. Because even even Sarah laughed. She laughed it off and said, Who is going to have a baby? Is it me? She laughed away and walked away. That is unbelievable. He was telling Abraham that because of you, Abraham, a big multitude is going to gather somewhere and sit down. We are born again because of the blessing that's going to come through you. Hallelujah. That multitudes of nations are going to be seated now listening to the gospel, having received the blessing. But if you look at the age, it was unbelievable. The age of the woman was unbelievable. But when the fullness of time came, fulfilled, the Messiah came. But before that, he said Egypt. And from Egypt I will deliver you. Yes, indeed they went where? egypt and yes indeed the cloud came and did what deliver them so even this one of the rapture of the church however illogical it may sound it will be fulfilled it's going to be fulfilled one day you are going home where there's no more rent wearing a glorious body without It will happen one day However unbelievable It sounds all oh, illogical Hallelujah And so that prophecy is unbelievable The Lord makes a bold move To tell mankind man, Sinful mortal man That I want to take you up And you'll fly up there That the day is coming when you leave all your clothes and shoes here Do you remember that when I've seen the rapture Let me share the vision here right away I'm going to begin with a vision of 26 November. No, two thousand and six, please forgive me for twenties twenty twenties. Hallelujah. Kehancha. Kehancha Kuria by the border of Tanzania. Big revival meeting there. After day one. Went to the hotel. asleep five AM. Then in that vision, the Lord lifts me to again November twenty fifth the year 2006, 5 a.m., he lifts me up in that vision above the earth. And when I'm above the earth, everybody focus here. Then he makes me look down and see the earth. So I can even see the surface of the earth. When I see the earth, I, I bless you very much, uh, Bishop uh, Brian Amimo. I'll for Brian Amimo. Thank you thank you my son so look at this now in that vision the lord lifts me up above the earth and he makes me look at the earth and i can see the surface of the earth and as, as i see the earth and the surface of the earth look at this now i see as if a massive global earthquake has hit the earth why because i see the movement of the surface and the soil and the dust is also going up And the rocks are jumping. And then, only the next moment is when I realize this is not an earthquake. Because then I see people in their glorious bodies coming out, but also going beyond the dust. When they went in the sky, you can imagine how much the Lord slowed it for me to be able to see those details, right? Going beyond now, passing, passing the dust, going up. And when they left the dust, they went to the pure glory of the Lord, where the Lord was. I could see the glory of the Lord. And they combined with the Lord. Remember, that is the vision where I knew from. The exact portal where everybody will be drawn to as they enter. They will not go like this individual wherever. There is a particular portal that is open where everybody that will be raptured will be pulled to that part and then they will enter from there. And I've since shared it all over the globe, from New Zealand, all the way to Canada to everywhere. It is above the Mount of Olives. Hallelujah. (laughs) The portal of God. Hallelujah. That's the vision at which I knew that. And so, we see very clearly in that vision as they entered and then i woke up very clearly that okay over time then we have characterized the two visions let me share the one of 2017 then you'll see the, how true they are which which they are the one of 2017 january there's a big drought a serious drought going on in the country and then people throng me in the streets and they say, please after i lead them the lord they said please pray for us that the rain should come because this drought is worst drought has been announced it's going to be serious this year And then after that, I just did that. I told them, okay, now it will rain. And then, boom, season changed, right? And actually, bumper harvest. Bungoma, you brought some lorry of corn, yeah, as testimony. So, overruling the word, I have opened heaven in this land, okay? Yes, yes, so so, that that is known. eh? Now, that same January 2017, in the vision at night, again look at this. Now the Lord lifted me up above the earth, and He asked me to look left and down. When I looked left and down, I saw the exact moment. Momento exact moment in Spanish. I saw the exact moment when the church just left the soil, and they came all the way like this. And when they reached somewhere, they t- by level. They now turned right. And they went up and the cloud I called to visit appeared about 20-30 feet from me. He is huge by the way. He is bigger than the earth. (laughs) For a generation that has trivialized God, can I just say this again? He is bigger than the earth. Ah. You thought Jehovah was small. Because (laughs) they have trivialized God, right? Not at all. Now we have come to present the God of Israel. and He is a massive God, a mighty God, tremendous God. I thank God He is huge and massive and powerful. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now, when the cloud appeared, twenty thirty feet I'm standing there. They are crossing like this. Glorious stairs appeared. The cloud opened like this. It's spectacular is the word and magnificent, that vision. And opened like this. Open the gate. The glorious stairs are lowered and then they began to climb. So I could see now. Look, remember one thing. They have a glorious garment, super glorious white garment, which you'll have. And remember, I've described the design of that garment that between the sleeve and the body, there is a connecting cloth. If they did this, you may think they have wings. It's not wings. And remember I described the turban, the white turban that flows at the, the, also glorious, flows at the back, right? And then I see now their glorious feet touching the glorious stairs, and they enter until it's closed. They, at one point I see them here, one point here, one point, only their heads, and then one point totally covered in. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that prophecy will be fulfilled. Just like all the prophecies have given with accuracy fulfilled, that prophecy will be fulfilled. And despite prayer that you be among the number those tuned globally, even in, in Brazil, El Salvador, San Salvador, Ecuador, Panama City, all the way to Bogota in Colombia, all those tuning from China and everywhere, South Korea, I mean Japan, all over the world, this is yours. And remember he's addressing the church, brothers and sisters, meaning the only thing you need to do is repent and receive Christ, and you'll be part of this inheritance. Hallelujah. And so, if you look at those two visions, then you quickly realize that the one of 2006 is actually the rapture of those who are sleeping in Christ Jesus. Because remember, they were coming out of the tombs, that's why the dust, the Lord dramatized the dust and the boomby and the, and the rocks, and then they go into pure glory. And then this other one is the translation of the living, right? So actually, the two, very powerfully, the Lord positioned them in that way. So, in those particular visions, when you now go to the scripture that celebrates that visitation, then you find the instruction for the church. That's what we saw in this briefing since we began, right? You see that in as far as we have read until now, there are things that hit you right away. They strike your face. Allow me, blessed people. You may be a professor of this already, but please don't take it for granted. The Lord will say all these new things that will help you, right? But what I'm saying is this. There are things that strike you. For example, if it is so powerful like that, I want it, when is it? Then he says the imminency of his return. But the day and hour is not known. That's the first thing that hits you, right? Then number two, when the imminency. We see that that's well eloquent in scripture. Look at this now. We read from the book of James chapter 5. 7 and 9, we read from First John chapter 2, 28, 29, and you see there, he's saying abiding, he says it's an active process, it's a living process, a current process, he's saying that because of the imminency of his return, on a daily basis, every second, every minute, you should be living your life as though this could be the day when the Christ returns. So that you may not be put to shame. Otherwise you'll be humiliated. He's saying because of the imminence of his return, that is what should be instructing the life of the church. That when you walk out in the streets of Nairobi, when you look at the Christians, how they are dressed, you should be able to tell you, wow, they are waiting for the Messiah that he could even return now when they're in office. But you see the opposite there, right? Oh, there is work. We need to work, right? We need to go out and work. You see they are born again on Sunday. On the other days, they are not. When you surprise them as a pastor, who is that? My pastor. Throw me that lesson. I didn't know that he's coming. Throw me the lesson. Aha. Look at that. They ought to be born again, holy and righteous, fearing God, on a daily basis, every minute, every day, every second. So he's saying the imminency of his return should actually be the governor governing your lives. But every morning when you wake up, you should be kneeling down and say, Lord, please, uh, I just want to be right with you. I repent. Please help me. Because how about if today be the day when you return? I don't want to miss it. That even when you're in the office, after that long meeting in the boardroom, when you go back to your office, the first thing is, say, Lord, please, I repent. Please, uh, how about if this be the day when you return, Lord? Just help me. And so forth. Should be governing your lives, my Lord. In that way, you're not put to shame he says the judge is standing at the door we saw that right any moment he can open and come out hallelujah and then number two something else that we saw glaring very big there in that scripture that celebrates the rapture of the church rolls out the cascade the unveiling of the rapture how that day will roll out right in that scripture, the next thing that we saw that hits you is that there is going to be a change. There is going to be a transformation. And that transformation, we read it from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Primera Corinthians, capítulo 15 por favor, en español. Primera Corinthians, capítulo guince, versículo 50 al 58, for the Spanish-speaking watching 1st Corinthians 15, I'm reading verses 50 to 58, right? And it says the following. I declare to brothers and sisters, again the church, again restricted to the church, hey, I want to be a Christian. I really want to be a Christian. This thing is about Christians. There is so much benefit. Everybody must be Christian now. Hallelujah. He says, I tell you, I declare to you, brothers and sisters, when you declare something that is an indisputable truth, and that statement of yours becomes a declaration. Hallelujah. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, That flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. I explained to you what that verse 50 stands for, right? Remember, I used the prophetic timeline on the screen, then I explained to you. When I said that between the cross, between the cross, this dispensation is here, between the cross and the rapture, only the soul becomes saved. That's why you have to battle your flesh 24-7. We have to fast, we have to do what, so you can subdue the flesh. Otherwise it can mess you up, right? And that's why the infilling of the Holy Spirit came. That there is now a conflict between the spirit and the flesh. Why? Because the, the body, the body is not yet redeemed. The redemption is deferred, not yet taken place. Are we together still? But we will all be changed that is the change I said screams at you when you read the scripture that celebrates the rapture and this particular change we know the vision of October 18th the year 2021 when the Lord appeared about 12 meters away from me and in his glory there and he said God told these people that when the by voice by voice now the Lord by voice God tell these people that when the rapture takes place, they will have bodies like mine. And I could see that where he's standing is super glorious. So I understood that he was saying, God tell these people that when the rapture takes place, they will have glorious bodies like mine. I understood very fast also that he's literally saying that God tells these people that when the rapture takes place on that day I will deliver the promise, I'll fulfill it. When I promise glory, that glory I will deliver to them. That they will share in the divine protocol, divine nature of God. Hallelujah. If you get a chance to read the book of Second Peter one day, chapter one down. Eh? They say sharing in the divine protocol of God, divine nature. A public invitation for you to partake of the divine nature of God. Remember, immortality belongs to God. If a lasting life belongs to God. Jesus said, just as the Father has life in him, so he has given the Son to have life in himself. So if a lasting life belongs... I know you are writing, everybody. Even Mrs. Enoch is writing, I hope. Yes. Is that Mrs. Enoch? Just write, because I see you gazing. So, because there is a big church I've given you, I've given you a very big church. I want to hear only good news from there. Because there's a probation time going. So listen to this now. Very serious. Very, very serious. I don't want to go into that. That's very deep for you. Because I know I'll spend a day to handle that. Immortality, everlasting life. For those going to heaven, multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. Some to everlasting life, others to everlasting shame. Those going to heaven will have immortality, everlasting life. But the others going to hell will not have everlasting life. They can have everlasting, eternal existence, but not everlasting life. Even immortality, they will not have immortality. So, uh, one day I'll get time and define that for you. Don't worry, okay? Then you'll see that, oh, they are going to everlasting destruction, everlasting death. The other people. Are we together? So I just want you to be doctrinally correct that you don't, don't mix the two, right? But what he's saying there—that the transformation, the change—that screams at you, shouts at you—in the first Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 and eighteen, the scripture that celebrates the rollout of the rapture—you now see it in First Corinthians fifteen, verses fifty all the to fifty-eight. When he says in First Corinthians, first Thessalonians rather chapter 4, verse 18, when he says, Wherefore comfort one another with these words, he's saying, Your comfort is the fact that the sting of death has been taken away. So that is the first that's one of the key things: low-hanging fruits that will slam your face when you